We are talking quarterbacks oh, for the UGA okay. football team. It's the springtime, which means people are getting all up in their feelings about who's going to be the starting quarterback for Georgia. Clinton, I thought this was such an important issue to discuss that we drove to the beach mm. just to have this conversation to, reason. today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everybody, uh, I am Clint. He is Daniel. Lockdown Bulldogs brought to you by uh, great things like quarterback consternation and mm. argument. Um, yep. Thanks for making us your first listen. Sorry we haven't been here Monday or Tuesday, but your boys were in fact traveling. There is right out there. It's right out there. It's we Masters would, Week. We would turn the camera, but we we're not doing that. We're not going to do. We're that. not going to do that. Uh, but we're back here today talking quarterbacks because there was a scrimmage that took place. There were some notes. And Kirby again, addressed the media. Kirby spoke about the quarterback. The media asked Kirby, can you give us some insight as to the quarterback play? And he said, sure. What did he say? Sure, I'll give you some insight. Yeah. Um, me, by the way, in the, in the opening when I was doing this, was us just grasping at straws oh, for the quarterback comments. Thanks for putting some context was, on that. People, are, people were asking already. People are asking, is this a new workout routine that you've started? Butterfly is this, net not yeah. needed for me. Okay, I am fine. I am good. All right, let's, so, let's talk about this. Let's start with Kirby's comments, and then we'll get into Kirby what asked, happened at the scrimmage. Kirby asked by media, hey, quarterbacks. Talk to us. Go. Who, who seems to be really stepping ahead? Who, give us some information, Kirby, Ooh. that's going to allow us to understand who the starting quarterback's probably going to be. He's been here for, what, seven years now? Mm -hmm. Eight years? This is, yep. And still we're asking him these questions. Kirby Smart has never, will never, won't ever. Could never. I'm not sure he's capable of it. He has a, look, there is some sort of saw detonation device tied around his neck yeah. that if he utters any substance answer to quarterback competition, uh, he will die. He um, signed a non-disclosure agreement about quarterbacks, the quarterback situation long ago, and he's, it's, it's legally binding. He can't break it. You can't do anything. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. With with that, no. With he's that, he's had his attorneys look at it. He can't do it. Kirby's not going to give us any information. No. He says everybody's doing some good things, and everybody's doing some bad. Things. That was his quote. Well, his that's quote interesting. Said uh, both quarterbacks. Which, by, by the way, I love when he says that. Yeah. <laughs> he just both quarterbacks are doing some things I like. Both quarterbacks are doing some things I don't like. I'm not even going to tell you their names. <laughs> Like, I'm not even willing to give you that information. So, here, look. And, again, dog fans, you should be excited for this because Kirby's not going to give us anything that's going to be anything of, of substance. And that might make you upset as a fan, but it's not what you deserve or should be entitled to. Yeah, and let's just say it doesn't matter. It's not like he's trying to withhold things from our first opponent of the season or he's trying to be cryptic in that way, but can we... Establish the fact that these kids are competing for a job. And in what world would it be fair for the head coach to come out and say, well, this guy is, this guy's head and shoulders better than this other guy. For the it just, 
it sabotages the whole competition that Kirby is so much believes in. It's the culture that he's trying to set up. Why would he go stab himself in the back and disrespect kids who are just trying to compete for a job? It doesn't make any sense why he would even say anything to us. Think back to when Dwan Mathis was in a quarterback competition coming out of spring. Could you imagine? His head laid open, brain just spilled out on the operating table. Okay. To be fair, his brain wasn't spilled out, but it wasn't on the operating table. Could you imagine? Were you there? Could you? <laughs> Did you see it? That's actually a great point. That's actually a great point. Uh, it would be like Kirby saying, hey, Dwan Mathis has blown us away. The kid is just the ultimate competitor. The best I've ever seen. Can't wait for him. And then game one happens, and, and what had happened was he Oops. wasn't those things. And we had to make a switch. Yeah. Now imagine if Kirby did that. Who would we switch to in that game? I don't, I can't. I can't remember I his can't name. I can't remember his name. Irrelevant. Irrelevant to the greatest quarterback mm-hmm. to ever play college football. Sure. That's what we're talking about. We're going to come back after this, uh, and we're going to talk more on uh-huh. the scrimmage that took place. But first, I don't know if you understand this, but... NBA playoff basketball is right around the oh, corner. Oh, the play-in turn, the play-in little tournament is like next week. It's next week, yeah, y'all. Uh, but before that, get over to FanDuel, okay? Because there's also the Masters. Masters is happening. Which maybe as you're listening to this, who knows? John Rahm, what's up? Ooh, what's up? My man may have gone over to FanDuel, I laid a little coin I did. on John Rahm, I plus nine hundred, I believe he it's- got. It's a good, good amount. I expect him to win. I hope he does. I laid some coin on it. But get over right now, fanduel.com slash locked on. Because if you make a bet and it doesn't cash, then you get up to $1,000 in bonus bets back to you. That's how FanDuel treats its people. It's you wouldn't even to... sweat it. It's, a not, it's not even a, a bet you would sweat. There are some instances where you sweat. They're right out there. A lot of sweating. FanDuel, no sweat needed. No. $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't go. Um, you can do spreads, you can do money lines, you can do all of it with NBA action. You can get baseball money lines, which go Braves, by the way, for the A. Ronald Acuna Jr., MVP. Here we go. Austin Riley, MVP. Have they ever given out two National League MVPs to players on the same team? Uh, Go right now. FanDuel might have a bet on that. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Clint. So uh, we talked about Kirby's take on the quarterback situation, yes. which is no take at all. No take. But we did get a scrimmage, and we did get some information from the scrimmage. And, you know, this was last weekend at this point. It's, it's several days old. We haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. But um, Carson Beck apparently had some highs, had some lows. Three touchdowns, three interceptions, apparently. All three touchdowns, apparently, to Oscar Delp. This is... Again, without any factual evidence, just kind of reporting from people who had eyeballs at some point during the scrimmage. Right. So a lot's being made of um, of this information, which is this is the season. It's talking season, as Steve Spurrier famously called it. It's the season where we get a tiny amount of information and then we dissect it to infinity to try to glean as much from it as we possibly can. And so I, I ask you this Firstly, before we get to big picture, is this a thing? Should Georgia fans be making much out of this? Uh, let's talk about those three interceptions. Clint, sure. when you hear that Carson Beck throws three interceptions in the Georgia spring game, list your thoughts. Go. Uh, one, he's playing the best defense in America. That's thought one. So it's a great first thought. If Carson Beck had zero interceptions against our offense or against our defense, I would be breaking down doors, asking people if I could bet them. I'd be like, oh, it's Kamari Laster in a coma. Did, is it, 
did something is something happened to him? Is Are that, they mummified somewhere? Is that not? Are we not playing the secondary anymore? Uh, this defense is lights out. Uh, that's my first thought. Second thought, we we knew Carson Beck was going to have growing pains in this offense, uh, taking the reins, and we also knew that he was going to be somebody that took a little bit more risk. We've talked about it before on this mm-hmm. podcast, yep. and this is what's going to determine to Kirby Smart if he can take the reins fully. If he can't get those things taken care of, that's going to loosen the job, not the talent ceiling, giving the ball away. Those are my two thoughts. What are your thoughts? Well, I do think just to – I think those two thoughts are great. I think those four every Georgia fan should start. But yes. I will say this is the thing you worry about with Carson Beck, right? And so I do think there's some there's some Georgia fans hear that and there's some like legitimate like bull. I would have liked you know, three touchdowns, one interception. That sure. could have been nice. You throw three interceptions in a scrimmage again, we don't know the circumstances, we don't know the play calls, we don't Tip know ball, what's we what? don't know what what's being what's happening. We don't know how many of those correct are his fault versus the receiver's fault versus just an amazing play by Malachi Starks that, I mean, have you seen it before? We've seen it before. I've seen it before. But Carson Beck, the, we, we've seen it in, in games in very limited action. Carson Beck is a very high ceiling, low floor type of quarterback. You hate to generalize, but this is kind of... That's kind of what you're getting from him. That's the pros and cons of Carson Beck, as we talked about on this podcast before. And so when I hear that he threw three interceptions, there's a little bit of me that goes like, well, that might, that's Carson Beck. If he's the starter all year at Georgia, he might throw three interceptions in a game. Like he, yes. he might do that. And Georgia's going to have to overcome that, and the defense is going to have to hold him to field goals, and the offense is going to have to score points when he doesn't throw the interceptions. Like... That's what you're getting. You're not getting that from Stetson Bennett. That's not a Stetson Bennett type of stat line. No, sir. But this is who Carson Beck is. Now, if he's able to come back and deliver three touchdowns, yes, I trust our defense's ability to hold for field goals. I trust our offense's ability to score points. And so we could probably win a game or two with three interceptions. But this might be, you know, again, an incredibly infinitely small sample size. But this is kind of who we thought Carson Beck was going into the season and so when we dub him gunslinger that guy's thrown around a lot it's what we saw again that beautiful pass touchdown pass in the right back corner of the end zone on the run you get those plays mm-hmm. you get the laser rocket tight window throws and then you get the pick six to a no-name school in garbage time early in the season last year when he comes into the game and and also if you look at Stetson Bennett you, y'all remember the Ohio State and the Natty. There were a couple of throws that Stetson Bennett threw that when released, you thought, oh, no, what are you doing? You on six inches either side that he fitted in that you go, wow, what a throw. And that comes with, oh, I don't know, a lot of experience. A lot of experience. Okay. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right. Let's come back to segment three and let's get some feelings about – these three touchdowns, not just three touchdowns, but three touchdowns to Oscar Del- That's got to elicit Ooh. a little bit of a feeling from us right after this. So, Clint. I got feels. Oscar Dell yes. getting a three-pack here uh, from Carson Beck. How does that make you feel about 
Carson Beck, Oscar Delp, this Georgia offense in general? I, I knew this Georgia offense was going to be high-flying and scoring points from the tight end position. That doesn't, so, that doesn't shock me at all. This so is something I knew. That's We knew that. Okay. So, actually, if you want to – I can say, yeah, it's exciting that he gets three interceptions. Truly and honestly, I'm not downplaying Three it. touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Sorry. Uh, you know what's more exciting to me? Mm. The little note at the bottom that I heard a couple times, Kirby Smart talking of Oscar Delp's blocking ability. Nah. See? That's mm-hmm. what brought my attention in mm-hmm. because I said, oh, that's different. Because if you want to see Big O's impact on this team and this offense, it's going to be Oscar Delp and how he blocks on the edge in the run game. Because if you don't have that, you don't have much. And you can't get the play action, and you can't get the little leak out, and you can't get these guys running down the field in the open past secondary, past linebackers and safeties. Um, so, yeah, three touch, awesome. So cool. And also give me his blocking ability being much improved. That is what grabbed the headline for me. There's, two scenari- there's three scenarios for the Georgia tight ends moving into next season. I think everyone assumes that we're replacing Big O with Oscar Dell. That that's the the peck, and that you're going to continue to see the two-headed monster of Georgia tight ends absolutely dominate. But to your point, Oscar Delp and Big O could not be more physically different people. Vastly different. And therefore, you cannot just replace one with the other. I think the the three scenarios are, and I'm only including this third scenario here lately, the three scenarios are really, one, George Oscar Delp becomes more like Big O. Mm. I think that's the least likely of the scenarios. 5% chance of that happening. Scenario two, but that's what I think most Georgia fans, without really thinking, sort of subconsciously assume is going to yeah. happen. Not Probably not going to happen. No. Scenario two is Georgia's in one tight end a lot this year. And there's a really, really freakishly talented guy on the sidelines a lot of the season. So, like, Brock Bowers needs a breather. Brock Bowers, like, so we plug in Oscar Delp, and there's not a huge, significant drop-off. Oscar Delp's going to get 25% of the reps. Brock Bauer's going to get 75% of the reps. There's going to be a tight end on the field every play, but there's very few instances where there's going to be two tight ends on the field. It's really only going to be in passing situ- obvious passing situations where you're going to see both tight ends on the field kind of at the same time because you know of what Georgia wants to do in the run game. Would, wouldn't work. The third scenario is, and this is the one that's new for me that I never really saw coming, okay. Okay. is... What if Oscar Delp is so good that Kirby and Mike Bobo just look at the scenario and look at the situation and they say, well, he's not big O, so we're not just going to be able to plug and play. Can't do that. Adjustments will need to be made. Yeah. A couple of pages of the playbook just come out and sidelined. But this guy's, this guy's too good. And so Georgia will be in a lot of two tight end for much of the season, but they're going to do other things other things on in terms of edge blocking because they feel like both of these guys have got to get out in in the pattern because they're both just too good. We know Brock Bowers is too good. He's a great blocker by the way. He is. But he's a better blocker in space downfield on the perimeter than he is at the line of scrimmage. He's a fine blocker on the line of scrimmage. He's been 
standing next to the best blocking line of scrimmage tight end that college football may have ever seen for the last three years. Yep. But he's a fine blocker on the line of scrimmage. Oscar Delp hopefully will evolve and continue to grow in that role as well. But we know Brock Bauer's value is that you can't take him off the field. You cannot decide, oh, he doesn't fit this personnel. No, oh, sir. he doesn't fit. You build your personnel around him. You see this stat line from Oscar Delp in a tiny spring scrimmage. And at least has to open your mind to the possibility. What if there are now two of those guys that Georgia has? And the offense is going to have to evolve around them and their skill set. Which I think is an interesting thought moving into next year. More flex out, more motion, more H-back, if you want to use that term. A lot more of that. Uh, I think Maybe a lot more running back staying in to protect, as opposed to Kenny Mack last year, yes. who's always a great option out of the backfield. He was two or three out. option on most pass plays. Maybe this year you get, in passing situations, you still get a two-wide, two-tight end, one back formations, which we're running a lot last year. But maybe in those personnels, the running back stays in. If you know, is the is the pass rusher on this side, is he on this side? You see, you know, Carson Beck moving Uh around Uh the you know, Dejan Edwards or whoever's in the game to protect versus leaking out because we've got you know, we lost one of those edge blocking weapons. But we gained an elite pass catching weapon. Look if you're complaining about the problems we have of, oh, but we're just going to replicate what we had last year and we can't do that, that's great. Let's not try to replicate it because I don't want to. Because you know who, who does that? Uh-oh. Old has-been programs try to replicate past success. People I- who used to be the standard and still wish they were the standard and now are no longer even remotely near the standard. Look, Luke, if you want to talk, I can give you some pointers <laughs> on how to be the new standard. It's not going to work because you have an old hat. Hire Kirby Smart. Hire Kirby Smart is point one. Point two, yeah. uh, what if we just stayed hungry, as Kirby has been yeah. talking about this spring? This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We will see you all tomorrow.